0: All right, well, welcome everybody to um, broadcasting from the home office in the home I grew up in, Albany, New York, but beaming straight to your respective computers in Toronto, Ontario. um, We have an opportunity to do uh, a little bit of a deep dive tonight, uh, looking at the first verse of um, Parsha's Kedoshim. So we have a double Parsha this week, Achrimos Kedoshim, uh, which Mos focuses on. The it begins by framing itself as being after the tragedy of the death Of Nadav Vihu, which we studied a few weeks ago during Shemini um, And then but then switches into a bunch of um, a bunch of regulations About how to uh, um, about how to maintain holiness in interpersonal matters um, How to maintain say an ethical relationship within your family and things like that. So these are uh, often commonly read um, Commonly read on the afternoon on Yom Kippur. But then we move into Kadoshim, Which begins with this clarion call that God says uh, Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy And what I find so interesting and so evocative about this pasuk is that it is not clear to me What holiness means, right? Holiness seems to be a central concept that distinguishes religion from other systems of meaning, right? Like you don't say philosophy is to, philosophy's central focus is not holiness, right? Ethics central focus is not holiness. Religion's central focus seems to be the sacred. Um, So what is it to be holy? What does it mean to have holiness? What What is it to be sacred? So that's what I wanna explore in today's class. And it is a question that the Mephorshim, that the commentators also take up as well. Before we dive into the sources, I am curious what you associate holiness to mean. Do you have any, what what, what comes to mind when you think of holiness, of Kedusha? Living according to Halakha. Okay. and Including the ethics, including even more important human to human than human to a ship. Okay. So there's following the, the, the Jewish law. And then also it seems to be combining that with a sense of morality. Okay. Yeah. Marta? I was going to say that in some ways, holiness seems to be perceived as like the absence of evil. So, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who is holy does not commit like, you know, murder and whatnot, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So a little bit more of an accessible standard of holiness, <laughs> right? Not doing Just the bad, slightly. right? So, I mean, that's like, uh, commonly you see that pasuk, uh, that we say in the book of Psalms, that we say pasuket of Zimran Shabbos, we say, Sur me rav ase tov, right? Hold off from doing evil and do good. And like every mussarnik Nick says, ah, first you refrain from doing evil. And then that clears the space for you to do good beautiful all right any other ideas what do you associate could K- with what does it mean to be kadosh i don't Why know me, what do we do when we say kaddish on shabbos right yeah Shosh. for me i was gonna say like unattainable unless you're like mm-hmm. not in this world okay not attainable uh, in this world <laughs> okay so it's like asymptotic right you can like approach it but you never quite get mm-hmm. there and also something else you're bringing in is something transcendental right that it seems like kadusha is some kind of heavenly angelic divine quality something that's not just like let's say morality right that's a human quality it's the it's the it's the pinnacle of what it means to develop as a human being but kedusha maybe that's like another level that's another dimension that we're bringing to um what it means to be alive what it means to be active Okay. Great. And I, think, I think I think I think I think everyone is touching on something good, right? I think it would be incoherent to have a notion of kedusha that could tolerate evil. I think it would be I think I hear what uh, in terms of what Marta was saying in terms of what Lauren was saying, it's very much the case that it, it, kedusha seems to be the telos, the goal of following halakha and also that there's a, a, not just following the rules, but there's an extra sense of doing the right and the good, right? So it's not just doing what's expected of you, but it's also doing something a bit more than that. So that's that notion of what super element, right, that like a little bit more, that lifnin mishratadin, or something that's just not just the bottom line, but something that's the right thing, right, better, more than what you have to do, it's what you should do. Right? So holiness seems to be something super something that says a little bit more, and that's precisely what I want to explore, because Kedusha is a like problem for the rabbis. Now, again, by now, we know a problem isn't a bad thing. Problem means it's something that needs to be addressed. Like, what does it mean to be holy? That's not just mutter. So I'm going to push a little back right, on the legal definition. We know what it means to follow halacha. That's mutter, right? You're doing what's permitted. But what does it mean to be holy? Something else. So we're going to explore that that, uh, that productive disjuncture um, now. So I'm going to share a screen and we're going to dive into too many sources, as okay. per- Alright, can everyone see that okay? Yeah. Great, okay. So, uh, let's start with the Pasuk. So, it says, um, you know, I'm gonna show you more. Daber el kol adat b'nei Yisrael Alehem aleihem kedoshim tu." So, speak to the entire community of the children of Israel and say to them, be holy. Ki kadosheni Hashem because i the lord your god am holy so what are the, like, what are the major elements that stand out in this Pusuk? what's worthy of paying attention to what are the, what do you think the rabbis are going to focus on it's one classic element right that doesn't i mean one of these things is start like thinking like a philosopher start thinking like a rabbi right what doesn't have to be there but is there why is it that the verse why is it that god asked moses to frame this in the view of the entire community of israel right, why isn't this just for the kohanim right vayikra is all about the kohanim why is this directed to the entire people so that's one question right it says be holy doesn't define it but it also pins on because i am holy god so it seems like per what Shosh was was saying before that there's something Divine about what it means to be holy and what it means to attain this holiness seems to be to do some kind of imitatio dei, right? To imitate, to model yourself after God. So we're going to look at all these elements, right? All these elements stick out; they're bolate, right? And they stick out; they grab our attention. So we're going to look at we're going to look at what the uh, Mephorshim have to say. So Rashi notices that this pasuk is directed to the entire community of Israel. And he says. So one of the uh, duties of the king as defined in Deuteronomy 17 is that once a year around Sukkot, they have to gather the entire community of Israel and teach them torah so this is a, and that's called hakel so this is a similar issue here is that this is a hakel you're bringing together the entire community for instruction because it's all relevant for them in some way Holiness is not just for the religious professionals. It's not just for the rabbis. It's not just for the priests. Holiness, on one hand, is something that's godly, but on the other hand, is accessible potentially to everybody. So it's the highest, right, in terms of like bringing down the heavenly element into this world. But it's the lowest, I don't know, lowest is the right word, but it's the most accessible in the sense that it is a standard that everyone. Can be is invited to approach Is, is to try to um, strive after so Mipnei sherov gufei ha-Torah tulu yin ba Says the, uh, the notion of kol adas, right? Why is it every single people of Israel because most of the Torah's Substance the gufa Torah the body of the Torah most of the Torah's substance is dependent on it Whoa so holiness is not just some abstruse concept. It's, according to this Sifra, this tana Edek Midrash that Rashi is quoting, a core concept for Torah. You can't have Torah without kedusha. It's its operating central principle. It seems right that the Torah, for Torah to be executed, for Torah to be actualized, for Torah to be activated, it needs to be. In light of Kedusha, in light of holiness, to achieve holiness. <laughs> okay, we'll get another Rashi. Rashi, he's an important guy. He says, So here you know here he addresses the, the central command. He says, to you, be holy. And here we have a famous Rashi. In this we're gonna get into the famous debate between Rashi and Ramban Nachmanides. So Rashi says, ah. The word kadosh refers to being parush, specifically parushi minaha arayos, uminaha veira. Okay? So, what's important to note here is that right before, remember I was saying that achrimos kadoshim, right? Right before kadoshim is a lot of laws about um, sexual morality, right? Morality in your home life, morality in your domestic sphere. Right, laws about incest specifically, and other crimes like that. Um, so Rashi says, "Aha! Right, this is the way rabbis think. Things are next to each other for a reason in the Torah. Right, they they bump up against each other for reasons. What's called a hekesh. So since they're flowing into each other, aha! So kiddushin to you seems to be directed specifically towards your um, your appetite. Right, your not just your appetite, but specifically when it has to do with your continence, what the medieval Catholics would call your continence, right? Your, your 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 sexual morality, specifically. The word "perush," uh, idiomatically speaking, means uh, ascetic, right? Somebody who is um, refraining from things, usually especially sexual things. Um, so so you're refraining from arios from these uh, from sexual immorality and from avera from sin in general. But he's focusing on uh, he's focusing on the Arayos. Now, what's interesting also about the word kadosh, like the word mikudash or the word hekdash, is that the word kadosh doesn't, you know, before it means holiness, right? I feel you have to remember, holiness is an English word. We should actually forget the word holiness, it means nothing. What does kadosh mean? So, when, you are, when something is hektash, or when it's mikudash, what does that mean? It means it's been dedicated. Dedicated to the temple, right? Because it's to the mikdash right to the temple. So you've made it you've sanctified it Or you've distinguished it. You said aha this thing this is for God so Rashi takes that and says Kadosh means a sense of separateness Parush means to be separate from something it means to be refraining withholding from something so separate the notion that the people of Israel are holy this is a different verse. He makes this comment. The fact that the people of Israel are deemed holy, he says, ah, because they are set aside. They are separate. They're special in that kind of way. And similarly, interestingly, here, holiness has to do with how you set yourself aside from these specific things. And specifically, you know, specifically when it comes to arayos, right, what comes from these potential incest. What is that? Those are two things that, things that are close together, family members, which should not be mixing. Right So we have a closeness, but what is required to navigate that is separation. So holiness, according to Rashi, is a dynamic of separation, right with with restraint, withholding, and separation. So it is maybe who so whose model when we were chatting about this before would it map to? I would say Marta, right was in, was 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 intuiting Rashi's point. Holiness to Rashi is refraining from these Um, from these wicked things right so it seems like it's clearing out that space right not entering the space of these kinds of uh, these things that you don't have license to do and especially when it comes to you know when it comes to sexuality um, sexuality as a a zone right in human interaction which has everything you know it's not I think it's not just keeping away from sin but there's something about the holiness, the potential holiness, of an ethical sexual relationship, right? Which is being, uh, which is being in, in implied here, right? That sexuality is, some, is something in human beings, that is able to right the way that people come together, the way that they help create new life, if that is in there, in the way that they can do that, right? That, that's actually you know there's a book actually by a man named Charles M. P. of blessed memory. He was a, a French scholar of Kabbalah, and he wrote a book called Sex of the Soul. Um, in which he's saying actually that reproduction in his uh account of it is in some ways um like the human divine element. So here we have right, this notion of um of sexuality between people as an opportunity for holiness, and that has to be done right by being like by making sure it is done in an ethical, restrained, and mature fashion. Okay, so that's a Rashi. Rashi right? says Kadusha has to do with your sexual continence specifically. Um and here to back that up, right, we have this notion that um, here's the, and here's the Sifra that we mentioned before that the that this Parsha was uh, set in front of the whole Kahal. That's, this is something for everybody. And that I think reinforces Rashi's point, right? That um, sexuality is an aspect of human life, which is, you know, like it, we, we don't have uh, as asceticism based religion, right? We have a religion where it's not like we refrain from sexuality writ large. But no, we find a way to actually perform it, to enact it in ethical, moral, and mature, respectable, consensual ways, right? So we find a way to sanctify how we act in the world rather than, I guess, like the, you know, the, the, the messiness of what human interaction entails going, oh, you know, it's a trap. No, you find ways to navigate it. You find ways to sanctify these interpersonal relationships. We don't refrain from them. We refrain from what it means to hurt other people through them, other people through them. We find ways, though, to sanctify uh, sanctify them in ways that we come together ethically. So, okay. Um, and here we have this notion, Oh, This is a beautiful point he makes here, uh, that the sifra makes here. He says, Ki for I, the Lord your God, am holy. All right, so the, the Midrash says back about this. It says, Lomar, this is saying, Im makdishim, or mechadshim, atem atzmechem, ma'ale ani ki ilu oti. Beautiful point. He says, God says, in the Midrash's imagination, that if you sanctify yourselves, people of Israel, then I will consider it as if you have sanctified me. That's an amazing point. That's like a, you know, who would have, that that really comes out of left field. God, we would figure, is holy already. Ki kadosh Hashem am I am holy. You be holy because I am already holy. But no, you be holy. The word, and this is a grammar point. I know, where's all my grammar nerds? The word ki can mean because but it can also mean such that in biblical hebrew so be holy so that i am holy says god so by us sanctifying ourselves by us acting in holy ways in this interpersonal way like rashi is describing or in other ways as we'll see later god is saying by you making yourselves holy in this world it's not just on this plane it actually even has an impact on me you sanctify me too and it, it leaves open again because it leaves this word kadosh as this like open field it's still not clear what it's getting at exactly what does it mean to sanctify god i mean here i guess we have the notion of a kiddush hashem right this idea of acting in a way that proves god worthy acting in a way that is worthy of god Right. So in the most intense version of that, Kiddush Hashem has come to mean like uh, the language you use in Judaism for martyrdom by dying all Kiddush Hashem, right? Someone tries to coerce you into giving up your religion, you know, dying for the sake of God. But, you know, in a less morbid fashion being, being the Hashem can also mean, and I think unfortunately we're seeing a lot of uh, opposite, opposite examples of this in the news, but ways of behaving in a world that, that, Rubs off well on the Jew, on what it means to be a Jew, on what it means to be a servant of God, right? Like, oh, a Jew acts like that. Of course, of course they do, because they're a believer, right? The way that we are God's representatives on this earth, that we are in some way bearing that responsibility. I think we've seen a number of examples of Jews in the Jews in the news, who um, who I think have unfortunately lapsed into a kind of chauvinism. I have lapsed in a certain kind of forgetting that we're supposed to be I mean, you know the, the the lowest level of that is that people are watching the higher level of it Is that what it means to be a Jew is to have a vocation? That vocation is, is Kedusha What does it mean to be a Jew? Kedoshim you, be holy the whole Torah is hanging on us being holy We've lost the holiness element, and that's why I wanted to teach this class What it means to be a Jew isn't just the bottom-line letter law, right? Like Lauren was saying before. It's not just keeping halacha. Or if we keep halacha and we don't have the spirit of the law, it becomes a parody of itself. It becomes nothing. It becomes something that's just technicalities and loopholes and nonsense. Torah has to be alive for it to mean something. Kedusha is is the spirit that infuses the letter of the law. By us making ourselves holy, we even have an impact on God. And if the opposite, if you don't sanctify yourselves, then I'm going to consider you as if you didn't sanctify me. Very bad. You can even say that if you act in this holy way, I am sanctified, says God. If not, I'm not. Talmud Lamar, Ki Kadosh Ani, BeKidusha Ani, Bein Makdishimoti Uven Ein Makdishimoti. So here we have the Midrash walking it back. He says, okay, I'm not going to quite go so far as to say, if you sanctify me, I'm holy, and if you don't, I'm not holy. Because it's my holiness. You're drawing on my holiness. It's a cycle, right? It's like the water cycle. It's like the Krebs cycle. But it's... It's the holiness cycle, right? God is the source. It's the makor hachayim. the source of life. We draw down God's spirit into us to sanctify us, and we beam it back up when we do that. And if we don't, we're just straining God's holiness energy. But God, of course, is not exhausted. It says, (laughs) It's meaning we're in the, the retinue of the king. We're in the posse of the king. That's what it means to be Kadosh. It's like we're angels. Not in the sense that we're not humans, but the word Malach means messenger. We're God's messengers, right? We're God's agents. We're God's representatives. We're the person that you send to go sign the contract because you can't go yourself, right? We have the contract in our hands. It's the Torah. And we are bearing God's sigil. We're bearing God's standard in this world, that's what it means. Okay, so okay, so this is a famous machalikas between Rashi and Ramban. Rashi has a particular reading of kadosh. He says that's to with sexual continence, sexual holiness. And then he gestures towards and from sin in general. But Ramban, so it's a particular reading. But Ramban, a 13th century Spanish mystic and commentator, says. No, 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 no. So here, here he quotes Rashi. He always starts by quoting Rashi. He's like, ah, I'm going to poke you. So he says, um, he says, okay, he quotes the Rashi. He says, fine. He says, but I saw in the Torah's Kohanim, which is another name for Sifra, for the Midrash on Ikra. he says, Ra'isi stam perushim to you. We've already seen the phrase perushim to you. You should be separate. You should be ascetic. You should be sexually continent. Fine. V'chein shanu right? V'his and we have in Shemini earlier, a few parshios earlier in the Torah says, V'his kaddish temah yisim right? Make yourselves holy. Right? It's the reflexive verb here, and you will be holy. Ki kadoshni, because I am holy, says God. Kishem shani kadosh, kach atem tiu kadoshim, just like I am holy, you will be holy. Kishem shani parush, kach atem tiu parushim, just like I, God, am mindful of interpersonal relationships and those kinds of things. I'm at, I am continent. So you should also be mindful of these things. Fine. The point he's making here as a good exegete is, we already saw Perushim Tihiyu on the previous verse. Think like a rabbi. If we saw it in the previous verse, then why does it mean it here? It's inefficient. The Torah is not inefficient. The Torah is chock full of stuff. You can't ever be just saying, ah, it's like the thing before. Something in the Torah is something, right? It's always doing something new. So if we already covered Perushim Tihiyu, right, sexual morality as holiness, in Vihis Kadishtem Vayisim Kudoshim, then what's it doing here? There has to be something else going on. So he says, Purushim it's already been covered. Rather, skip, 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 Here we go. He says. So he's saying, "He Torah. He's here about The Torah has warned us about sexual sin and ma'acholi masurim. vetira habia ish Right? So the Torah has warned us about immoral sin, right? Sexual sinful sex, and it's also warned us about um, forbidden food, right? All kinds of human appetite things, right? We know in all kind of anthropological literature. Food, sex comes together. <laughs> besides like wanting like chocolate chips, strawberries, besides that. Um, it says habia, but the Torah has permitted us to have moral, consensual sex, right? Ishba Ishto with one spouse and another. V'achilas and the Torah has forbidden us from eating trev. But it's allowed us to have meat and wine. Now, why is it that these are examples of what he says the Torah permits us to do? What zone are we in now? And this is the zone that he thinks Kedusha operates in. It's a very famous Ramban, and and it's a really amazing point he makes. So what zone are we in? Human as opposed to angels. Okay, good. So first of all, right? It's not that, you know, angels don't get married. Angels don't have partners, right? Angels don't eat food. It be, whatever. I guess maybe they have to when they come down and they visit Abraham or whatever, but like angels don't eat, right? Angels don't have appetites. That the Torah does allow us to do these things. So we don't have an essentially ascetic religion, right? We're not priests of the Catholic variety. We don't take vows of poverty. Okay, so we're in a human realm. Good point, Lauren. What other, now, but now that we're in the human realm, where does that land us in a sense? What do we have to learn how to do? Or what's still possible? You can't eat pork. You can't have a cheeseburger. You can't, um, you can't have inappropriate relations with a family member. But what can you do? You can have a hamburger. You can drink a bottle of wine. Right? You can have an impossible burger with a real slice of cheese. So, but what zone are we in now? We're in the zone of the permitted and also then the zone of the potential for abuse, the potential for overindulgence. Just because we're doing things permitted doesn't mean we're doing things well. This is the zone that he thinks Kedusha operates in. This is the difference between someone who fresses, 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 right? Just like chows down on food, just lets their appetite take them over, and someone who is learning how to navigate the world with moderation. So he says <laughs> If so, we'd see Yimsa bal makom lihiyos <laughs> shatuf Bezemas ishtao, o nasha of harabos. I would see somebody actually. Who see who thinks then that they're permitted to engage in inappropriate sexual acts or to in a in like a polygamous time or to load up on wives right just to like just a, a whole van full of wives right the point is just letting one's appetite or letting ones um what one is aiming for just take them over but he says here um or to be lihiyos basob a yain basole basar right? Or instead, maybe actually to be just a, a, a drunkard, right? Just gluttonous in their in their consumption of wine. Or gluttonous in their just like eating fatty meats, right? And loading up on cholesterol, letting their appetite take them over. So he says. He says, Ah, it's 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 God's will that I can have whatever was not forbidden. Whatever was not forbidden, all these navelos, all these like uh, all these all these things that really aren't fit for consumption, but God didn't forbid them for me, so they're all mine. I can have whatever I want. I can have a zillion hamburgers. My arteries be damned, who cares, right? This is not acting. He says, what do you end up being? This is a, I love this phrase. You're a novel versus You're a villain within the boundaries of the Torah. Amazing. And it's a really important point he's making, right? If, you're, if you see Torah as rules you need to follow, Then, and not as a set of values you need to embody, you end up becoming a parody. You end up becoming something empty. So Ramban sees holiness as something that is inherently beyond the bounds of of mutter and usser, right? Beyond the bounds of what's just permitted and forbidden. I want to say beyond, beyond good and evil. That's not quite right. But it's beyond mutter and usser. right? It's not just what you're allowed and what you're not allowed. Even within what you're allowed to do, the question is, is this wise? Is it good? Is it mature? Is it moderate? Is it well thought through? Are you bearing, a, are you modeling yourself well? Are you being a good example? Is it holy? Right? This is the question of something that's just above the bottom line so this is that super erogatory element that we brought in before and ramban really sees this as the key the key to what it means to not just be following halacha but what it means to be a good jew this is something i'm very passionate about personally and something that i really i mean listen i'm not i, I not that i can say I, I live up to the standard all the time but i mean rather that that it, me, it has to mean something to be a jew it has to mean something to keep the Torah. It has to mean something to be an Evan Hashem. It can't just be the only way to understand it is that you just like need to know the halacha. Right? I think that's, a, unfortunately, it's a trend that we're seeing more and more. It's just, okay, whatever the Torah says I can do, I can do. Or what I can't do, I can't do. And that's what it means. That's all it means. But Ramban is saying, no, no, no. How you behave in this world, that matters. It's not just what you do. It's how you do it. It's how you live. It's not just the choices that you make, but it's how you navigate those choices. Okay. Thoughts? What how what do we how do we It's a very big idea he's saying here. But how that's do you, how what do you we, take it? with some reflections? Yeah, Lauren. Sorry, that's Torah Bad Derek Eretz, which mm-hmm. we learned as Beneakivanics. mm mm-hmm. Nix. Right? That's that's Tarek and Derek Eretz. Mm, very much. I think you've lost the way. Like you say, it's just Empty laws and you're forgetting about the meaning, the spirit, and how to be a mensch. Yes, although I want to put, I want to radicalize that a little bit and say it's not just Torah v. it's that per, at least per, I mean, maybe we can synthesize Rashi and Ramban, and we say that, like Rashi was saying, the gufeya Torah Tuluimba, it is, it's not just Torah and dera it's that Kedusha is central to what Torah entails. That We have this idea of like, oh, there's Torah and there's morality. Ramban is saying he has a synthetic view. He's saying there is no Torah without holiness. So, eretz is key to Torah here. So, yeah, very much. And Marta? Um, I was just kind of wondering, like, going back to the point of, like, uh, the topic of overindulgence, for example. Mm-hmm. So, let's say, um, let's say I enjoy drinking wine, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it up to me to decide like how much wine is too much like who's who's kind of like the judgment on like okay this this amount of wine is holy enough this amount of wine is no longer holy you should really cut what you're drinking <laughs> right that's a great point so like above he he gets in the point of like yeah so i mean he kind of he's drawing on rambam on rambam right my my so this is nachman he's drawing on maimonides who has the notion of the shvil hazav the golden mean the idea of like living moderately, right? Um, but it's not like, I mean, what you're in is an interesting zone, right? Because when it comes to halacha, it's based on shiurim, right? It's based in measurements. So like, okay, you need to have a, a quarter log of wine. You need to have a kezais of bread, right? You have exactly, you know, you have a kabetzah of matzah, right? To be a real stark. But when it comes to not doing things or what it means to then re-permit yourself to do, what it means to dabble in these things responsibly or in a holy or sanctified fashion, that's a very good question right we can't in a sense just have law because it seems like like what you're exactly what you're saying marta it's it's individualized right Mm -hmm. it's each person trying to figure so i think with a lot of these things we we find that the torah actually has a lot of room for individuality individuation because the torah needs to be enacted and actualized by people and to do it well to do it meaningfully it means you need to know what your own internal interior like landscape is i right, need to know what it means to do that but i think actually you're i think intuiting a a, a text i want to bring in later but you know what zoom 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 let's zoom 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 um yeah here we go so here's the amic who's one of my favorite Meforshim, uh the natsiv Na- Berlin, is a student of the of the volusion Rabbi. um he writes Kedoshim to you. V'kedim Khan, right? And the Torah makes sure to front this notion of el kol adas Israel. So before we saw a more holistic vision of that, like Rashi drawing in the Torah's Kohanim, right? Because everyone needs to know about this. This is relevant for everybody because the Torah is dependent on it. But he has a different notion of kol. He has a different notion of everyone. Why is it everyone? He says because ba'asher ein Perishas kol adam shave. Because each person's navigation of this, right, withholding or refraining, or what it means to navigate this in this kind of mature way, not everyone's is equal. Ein call Adam Shave. Vitoras kol achad levado beyado. What a phrase from a real litfisher Rebbe, He says, and the Torah of every individual is in their hand everyone has is grasping their own torah everyone's holding their own everyone has their own torah like the torah of their individuality so it can't be written in the Aruch, cuz it's the torah you have in yourself so you need to learn the torah of yourself to know what it means to do this no one outside, can, I mean, you can have like trusted advisors, you can talk to your teacher, you can talk to your parents, you can talk to role models, talk to your friends, your chavrusas, right? You can talk to people about like, what does it mean to do this? Like, what does it mean to engage in this? What does it mean to be holy? Those are important questions. Dialogue is a really important way to get to know yourself. But it's a Torah that's in your hand. It's, it's up to you. Not something you're like accustomed to hearing when it comes to Judaism. But again, this is the this is the tavlin, right? This is the spice. This is like what flavors the entire point of what it means to live as a Jew is it has to be meaningful that you are acting meaningfully in this world, that what that the choices you're making are meaningful ones, and it's and you're navigating the landscape of yourself, right? Every person's Torah is in their hands. gufo vhalichos <laughs> beso and what's the Torah? Of, you know, what does it reflect? It reflects your nature. It reflects the way you were raised. It reflects your, you know, your your physicality. Your like, you know, maybe your genetics, right? The Torah of nurture. The Torah of nature. Whatever it is that went into making you, that's a Torah too, and that's what's informing these choices. It is a freedom. Right, it's the it's the freedom though of responsibility, and I find that uh, especially meaningful. That we're free. There's like this room for like the free Judaism, right? Because it's the Judaism of the choices that you make. It's the Torah of your choices. That's what Ramban is getting at. And that, and as the Ha'am Akdavar is saying, and there's no one else who can teach you that Torah in a sense. He gave it generally to the whole people of Israel, be holy, but then we filter it into ourselves and we have to figure out what it means for each individual. Okay, so um, I wanna look at this from the, uh, from the Ora uh, Chaim. So this is a uh, 18th century Moroccan uh, rabbi, Chaim uh, Ibn Attar. Who of whom it said that if he and the Bal Shemto have ever met, Mashiach would come. Unfortunately, they never met. I think. So he says, Asher Al kain Ba Maimer Hashem, Khan Vitsiva B ni'imus. Kafati oh, says, the word of God came and commanded us with Niimus, with like a lovely tone, with temperance, with 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 pleasantness. Imre Kadosh, the holy words, Kadoshim to you. Be holy. And it's a beautiful phrase, right? Be holy. to you. Perush shiikadshu atzman ma'asim. What does it mean? That you're sanctifying yourself with your deeds. We are the things that we choose to do in this world. You know, we're the book that we're writing of the choices that we make. We're known by what we do. Ashur ba'oleh ma'mitzvah asusa. Right? And the mitzvah comes to do it. To act, to enact, to actualize. The thing is not coming in in regards to your, your your physical appetites, right? Or to complete some like aim, some objective that you have. That's not the point. Ella the principle of kedusha, right? You have to do these things in holiness, in purity. Kedusha says Chaim Ibn Attar is a complete rejection of the ends justify the means, because the end is only justified. The end, in a sense, is the result of the means. Says kedusha, for you to say, okay, I need to achieve this chifetz, I need to figure out how to complete this thing in the world. That's the point. I need to do 5,000 mitzvahs. That's what I have to do. I have to do those mitzvahs. I have to get them done. But you forget that the point is how you do them. What kind of person that makes you. What kind of life that you're generating for yourself. Right? It's not just the what, it's the how. It's a very subtle way he's saying it. But the what is just the last part of the how, the path that we walk, the life that we lead, the choices that we make. You can I think, I think of it in a very small way and a very big way. You can think of it in a small way in the sense of when you light Shabbos candles, are you going to give yourself the time and the space to think about what it means to do it? To Pay attention to the way that your hand moves as the match alights on the wick. Pay attention to how you feel as you complete the act. To pay attention to the kavanahs, the intention you're bringing into Shabbos as you begin its holiness. Right? Or are you just going to say, okay, I'm just going to get it done? Even that's a how, right? But the point is, or is it what you is like the binary of yes, I did it, no, I didn't do it. The point is that it's a dimmer. Right? We're turning up the light, we're turning up the holiness in this world. How you do it is what turns it on. But we can think of it in a bigger way too, right? I think that's just really like bringing our attention to the way that we behave. You think of it as like a dancer, right? Every radiant, every gradient of movement changes the piece entirely. Think about that when you're lighting the candle. But in a big way too, right? What he's saying is, we can't think of Torah just as the results of doing the thing. We have to think of Torah of what it means to inform a life to inform what goes into those those achievements. All right, he's, he's an this example of like, OK, let's say you're wrapped in, you're wrapped in a talis, or you're you wrapped yourself in tefillin. Right. And then, right, you're like, OK, I put on my tefillin, I did it. Put on the talis, I did it. And then you just like have disgusting thoughts. So you have like nasty thoughts. You use your mind in a way that's unbecoming. There should be a disjuncture between those things. Otherwise, what does it mean to put on a What does it mean to put on tefillin if what you can do while you're wearing them is meaningless? If putting on tefillin doesn't impact the way that we think, the way that we feel, then haven't we, in a sense, undermined, evacuated the meaning that tefillin brings? You say, fine, tefillin has its own inherent sanctity. God is is holy without us. Fine, that's true. But how we use them in our lives, we have to be not just results-oriented, but also sensitive enough to feel what it is for it to to do its work on us. Wearing tefillin should be changing the way that we feel, the way that we think. You want to live up to the standard of what it means to be wearing tzitzit, to be wearing tefillin, to be wearing a, a Star of David necklace, right? to be wearing a mezuzah necklace, to have a mezuzah in your home. right? These things should be changing our lives. To be holy is to be changed, transfigured, made better. I think, yeah, I think there's a real push here against the notion that Judaism, in a sense, can't be explained. It can be explained. Because it needs to translate into terms that make sense to us as individuals and into, I think, universal human terms as well. So for us to say, oh, you know, you don't get it. I'm wearing tzitzis. That's all that really matters. If you're wearing tzitzis, right, and again, it doesn't change the person you are, then you, Kivyoho, I think, have changed tzitzis. Right, you've tainted the tzitzis. The tzitzis needs to shape us. Tfilil needs to shape us. Right, we're wrapping ourselves in these things. We're surrounding ourselves with holiness. It needs to infuse our lives. Okay. Um, so we saw the Ha'abachdavar before. And we have time maybe for one of the Um So here I'm going to actually get to uh, the point that. Again, like everything that everyone says, it's both beautiful original points and also you have your rabbis because the Torah that you intuit is something that is very much what people have their have in their minds as well. So per Shosha's point about the asymptotic holiness, right, something that we can strive for but never quite entirely embody, here we have, I think, actually a really empowering image. It says, Kedoshim to you, be holy. Interesting point, right? Because what What uh, tense is the word be in? You'd think it's in the command. It is in the command. It is an imperative. But it's framed in the future tense. So the notion of holiness as a futural act, right? Holiness is something that is in the future, something that you are approaching, something that is drawing you towards it. Not something that is just exhausted by the present, but something that is always the receding horizon. he says, Kedusha Lashon Hazmana. Holiness is a language of invitation. And I wonder if here he means the future tense. God cautions, warns us that we should always be holy. Always. Umezumani, and invited, ready, right? The word mezuman is an interesting word. Zimun is the word we use when we say, ah, Rabbi Sarmi von Benchen, right? Rabbi Tainavarech, let's bench, let's say the grace after meals. Let me invite you to say this with me. But it's like the, the word Zimun or hazmana in Hebrew doesn't just mean to invite, it means like ready at hand. Actually, in German, it's Vorhandenkeit, right? It's, it's at hand. Hasmana, it is, it is, it is ready to go. Right? That's what that's what husmana means. So that they should always be holy and ready. Always looking, peering, searching for ways to access God's salvation, God's redemption. Torah That God will save us, God will redeem us. And will enlighten our eyes in the words of Torah. So what does it mean to be holy? It means to be on. It means to have your switch flipped on. It means to be active and alert. To know that holiness is not something that can be completed or satisfied or exhausted. Holiness is something to strive for. It is a horizon you're trying to grasp, but that there's always another more to go. It is an asymptote you are approaching, but you never quite get there. Not in a way that disempowers us in a way that empowers us. Holiness is infinite, so how could we ever exhaust it? It's to keep on feeding that engine, to keep on drawing down that shefa, to keep on striving for new ways to embody divinity, to embody holiness more. Ki kadosh adni, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Be holy, because I am holy, says God. Omer. Ki hu Yisbarach says, just like I say, please, you should be holy always, always be looking for ways, always be looking for ways to find me. God says similarly, I too am always ready, always invited, always at hand to save you. We are looking for ways to access God, and God says, just like you are doing that for me, I am doing that for you always. God is Mizuman just like we are. <laughs> because that we need to have a we need to have a better clarity of purpose that we need to always be ready at hand to search always for God and not to become distracted, distressed, troubled, deviated by, right, deferred by, the matters of this world. Now, again, he's not saying become a hermit. He's not saying become some kind of anchorite monk. He is, though, saying holiness is a view from eternity. It clarifies what's really important. La havdil elif havdolos. Really, la havdil. It's not the same, but it. But there's an interesting ju- um, conjunction. I think quarantine. I think the coronavirus experience has also given us a certain kind of viewpoint from eternity. Being closer at hand with vulnerability, with potential sickness, with seeing the way our lives are turned around, with seeing how many things get taken away. I think it's really helped to clarify what's important in our lives. It's helped get us away from, in some ways, the hustle and bustle of the day to day. And it's helped, I think, refocus many of us on our families on matters of social justice, right on a a healthy and equitable society. It's helped, I think, clarify things. The viewpoint of eternity is what it means to live striving for holiness, says Mea Shiloh. To not let the things that want to make a claim on your attention matter as much as they want you to think they matter. But to keep in mind what's really important. What it means to be bearing the standard of God in this world to be doing goodness in this world to be Mindful of the ways that we impact others and impact our community To be looking for ways to be representatives of the divine in the way that we behave Just it's a tall order and to his point. It's not one. You can just get done But it's essential and it reframes and reprioritizes rearranges the way that we View our participation in this world. So I'll, I'll I'll just end with this point. In a different comment, Meir Shluch says, "Kiddoshim tiyu kemosh shemati de parshas kiddoshim ha p'sicha kiddoshim tiyu. You shall be holy. Peyrus kamkens you havtacha. It's a promise. She az yihyu That then you will be holy." in the future it's a it is an empowering future not one of saying holiness is in the future so you should feel bad about the present but rather holiness is in your future and i promise it's there for you and that was true in the past as well right the present is the future of the past the point is, right, is that it's not like it's it's not a future that's never reached. It's a future that's always reached, but one that's never exhausted. There's always more to do, but also there's always more that we've done. So, just as much for us to push ourselves and to challenge ourselves, to try to be holy, to embody the mitzvah of love your neighbor. He said, Oh, this is incredible. He says, for example, the, the mitzvah to love your neighbor. She Adam Kla No one can fully do that mitzvah. How could you ever say you've really ever loved anyone enough? Right love like holiness is also transcendent We draw from it, but we can't complete it. He says what if you're what if you're mad at somebody? What if you hate somebody what if they what if they just you can't get over this what if you can't generate love for them? He says Loyo yo ilu im kidem madregas kedosha. It's okay because holiness is more. Holiness is always more. Love is always more. Be holy. Keep on trying. You can't ever do it all, but keep on trying. Don't think of yourself as having done enough or not done enough. Don't think of yourself as like, oh, I, I don't like psych yourself out of trying to do good in this world. But rather, um, realize, like, I think there's a through line here through all these parshas. I'm a fortune. There's a through line of it's not what you do, in a sense, it's how you do. That there's always an opportunity to look at our lives, to take it up in our hands, the Torah that's in our hands, like the Hamek Dabar says, to look at our own individual Torah, to read it, to learn it, and to think hard about how I can be this best version of me this holiest holier version of me in this world how I can tackle an inexhaustible resource how I can drink from that reservoir but also realize that there's more to always drink it's an incredible challenge but it's also an incredible promise that God makes to us and I wish us all um courage I think in doing that work and in- encouragement Look to the resources you have, look to your friends, look to conversations you can have. Think about not just what am I doing, how am I doing? What I think this gives us is actually opportunities to learn how to be proud in a healthy, holy way. To look at our lives and to craft them in ways that we feel proud of ourselves about. I'm really trying, God God knows that I'm trying, and I'm going to keep on trying. I'm trying, and I'm going to keep on trying. All right. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Thank you. Keshavis, Thank you. Good Shabbos. Thank you. That was Thank so inspiring. Much. Um, uh, the, sor- the sources I'll put uh, in the chat right now, and I'll leave them as a comment on the video. If you want to download the source sheet, just uh, click it, and you can save in your browser, and you download it later. There's mm-hmm. so always more sources. You know that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, here, copy that thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the meeting. I know.